some of us have been fortunate enough to be employed during the pandemic, others not so much. As things start ramping back up, industries have found themselves having to hit the ground running with minimal personnel. This is 0 to 100, getting back into the norm. All right. <laughs> I don't, I, I, we didn't really uh, have a prep for this. Um, I, I guess we, we can shoot. Uh, I guess I can shoot an intro here in a little bit. Uh, we can just cut this out, I guess. So we're let in there for comedic relief. Right. <laughs> so our listeners know that we're actually human. <laughs> down, down to earth people. DTE who are DTF. <laughs> you guys play too much. <laughs> like, see, I knew these guys were just a bunch of hooligans. <laughs> Speaking of playing too much, who we got back this week? Hi, there it's is Shoreline. <laughs> we can't see you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we can't Sorry see you in the, the car response. audio. He's, uh, he's still getting back into this side uh, of the swing, swing of things. I am back. It has been, God, what, like eight weeks or almost eight weeks now that I haven't <laughs> been on the podcast? A, a I've lost track. That's how long it's been. A it's lifetime been, in our eyes. It's been too, a barren wasteland. Yeah, too I'd say long. it's pro- probably been about two months since I've been on the podcast and uh, I've definitely missed it. Uh, but I have been happy to be back at work. Uh, so, yeah, that's been that's been great. Um, goes along with today's episode title, which is zero to a hundred. Because um, I did, I went from being at home all the time, pretty much, to never being home. <laughs> so, um, it's been it's been a fun fun couple of months for sure. Got to do some really cool shows. Um, and yeah, the locations of the pictures you were, uh, sending like some of the outdoor settings, man, beautiful. Yeah. It's festival season and there are some great ones that are happening and I'm part of this, you know, big, big concert series that I have been working on and it's going really well. And, um, yeah, it's keeping, keeping me really busy. Um, for one company and then I'm also now working for three other companies and, and a venue. So I don't have much, much free time. So editing the podcast I can do, but, uh, trying to be a guest as well as can be kind of difficult. So, especially cause I haven't had a weekend off in forever. I can yeah. get a guest in our own, in his own podcast. He says, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, okay. brother man, like. Uh, this time last year, a lot of us, most of us, um, got air quote displaced when COVID was rampant and we either had to work from home or got laid off or had no means of doing work. Well, what was that like in your, in your case, man? Like just like having a set schedule or at least a set time frame of when you're going to be most busy to just kind of watching paint fall off your ceiling. Well, it was. Well, how were you notified? Was it you were right in the middle of a concert and like, hey, pack it up and go home? No. So actually, it was kind of worse than that. Um, so everything hit in March, right? So that's after the winter. And here where I live, uh, the winter is usually kind of a slow time. Like you might have some corporate events, you might have some holiday party type stuff. But for the most part, it's like that's your slow season. So you're already not working during that time so luckily i had 
worked a absolute shit ton of overtime that year and I was fine financially, got me through the winter and then still had quite a bit in savings. So I was okay. And then March hit and everything was looking kind of weird. I remember being in San Francisco actually um, and like watching the news and being like, oh, what's this COVID thing? Oh, this it's bullshit, whatever. And then I ended up being down there when the uh, that cruise ship got kind of, you know, trapped offshore and then we were oh, like that's oh right. everybody was stuck on board yeah oh this might be that. this might be a real thing oh shit <laughs> and like we're taking you know the bart everywhere and public transit and i mean masks weren't even a thing and um and then i was like oh well okay so i come home um and this would have been just before everything shut down so this had been like march 8th or 9th and I was going to a meeting for the biggest show we do every year, um, which is a big corporate fundraiser for a hospital up here. And it's a big old, you know, suit, black suit event and all that stuff. Um, and we show up to the meeting and it like, this is Wednesday. The show's happening on Friday, Saturday. And everybody shows up. The person running the event is like, oh, don't worry. We're like 90% sure it's going to happen. We're like, cool, whatever. So we continue business as usual. And then we're halfway through the meeting and she's got her laptop open. She's like, well, we're like 70% sure it's going to happen. And then it was, well, we're like 75% sure it's not going to happen. <laughs> and then like oh, that man. number just kept going down. And at the end of the meeting, she goes, uh, you guys will be getting an email on the way home. Uh, the show's not happening. Um, and this is a show that we, that the company that I have, that I work for has done for like the last 20 years or so. Um, so, and it's like the big one, right? Like it's the one that kicks us off and then we go into our busy season and busy season never came last year. So it was really tough going from, okay, we've had most of this time off, uh, time to get back to work, uh, you know, which is a seasonal thing. Um, and I feel really, I, 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 I feel for a lot of my colleagues that either aren't as financially responsible or weren't as busy as I was, or, you know, were in different situations than I was and, uh, didn't, they weren't able to, to, to handle that as well. Um, so it was a really tough year for anybody in the entertainment industry. Um, I remember I went to a tool show down in Portland. It was the last show in Portland and I went to the concessions at the beginning of the show. Everybody's happy. It's, you know, just business as usual. And then intermission happens and I go and get another beer and the uh, concessions people are all like crying. And I was like, what's going on? And I said, well, we just found out that, you know, the NBA season just got canceled and we don't have a job after tonight. Like everybody in the stadium. Wow. Like that's, that's how they were all informed. And then that's when everything shut down. Um, I had 37 shows canceled in one day. Like the rest Holy of shit. the rest of my year got canceled in one day. Jesus. 
So what's the first thing that ran through your head once once you got that notification that the rest of your year was shot? Well, it's it's tough, right? Because at first, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, a couple months max. Well, and wasn't it initially it was uh, two weeks, something or other? Yeah, uh, it was two weeks and then... Something, the curve in two weeks or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but... Yeah, it was, it was kind of trying to flatten the curve in two weeks there and then go. really trying to be able to be able to do what we do in about two months. So um, the company that I was working for and, and still kind of work for, um, they put me on standby, which is a program up here where if your employer says you have a you know potential start date that's you know 12 weeks out or whatever, you can collect unemployment and all that and, and it's fine. Um, so I was on standby for the first few months um, thinking that like it wasn't going to last that long. And then everything happened that, that we are all, I'm sure, so well versed in. And uh, and it it just, I mean, it it was really depressing for a very long time. I mean, I love what I do. Um, it has been a great career that has financially prepared me for you know some great things, and um, and it's just a really cool career. Um, and to not have that was uh it was pretty depressing man it was it was a rough time yeah i can imagine so going from well and for me like i can imagine so initially where where six and i were working at the time when all this kind of came down there was a bunch of rumors going around are they going to are they going to shut down are they going to continue working uh is it going to be working just a couple of days a week you know every other day type thing until until the curves flatten, whatever the case is. Um, and we were fortunate at the same time that we were, we stayed open and working day in and day out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but my first thought was shutting down was okay. If we're shutting down, like, or if we're working every other day, am I getting paid for those days? Am I getting paid for only the days that I'm working? How does my health benefits stay, uh, intact? Right. Cause throughout this whole thing, you're like, okay, well, we're shutting down because of a, of a of a virus um what about my medical benefits i'm going to need those right but mm -hmm. there's also a policy you have to if you have to work over 120 days through the year to retain those benefits for the year well we hadn't been 120 days in the year yet when this all hit so so just all those kind of questions i'm like okay if i'm not getting paid how am i going to make are the bills going to stop? No. So how am I going to make all the, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? You know, totally just, just the, all those kind of thoughts were the ones that hit me first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was financially at, at the very beginning, I wasn't as worried about it. Cause like I said, I had, I had a pretty good buffer, um, in savings, but, uh, then you start realizing that you don't have that income coming in and then you're like, Oh, Oh no, <laughs> this is getting bad. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like, and you start seeing you're like, okay, initially it's it, initially it probably feels like a vacation, right? Like, Oh, whew, I'm getting a couple weeks here that I typically don't get. And you're hanging out, catching up on TV shows, eating some good food, playing video games, you know, just kind of doing you. And then you're like, all right, it's only two weeks to flatten the curve. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's just going to be a two-week vacation. We're all back at it. And then fast forward three months later, and you're going, my savings is starting to starting to show. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I definitely know to, what you mean, to man. see less, less dollar signs in there. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, and, and for me, like, like you said, like the first couple weeks, maybe a month, it was kind of cool. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was, it was nice to have an actual, you know, time of not having to think about work. Cause you're not really able to think about work, but then it became all I could think about was work and then how I couldn't do it and like how I couldn't do what I love to do. Um, and it, and it did allow me to do some things that were outside of my normal career. Um, I got to start a recording project with, um, a buddy of mine. I was able to mix, um, a broadcast stream for another company. Um, I, I, we were able to start the podcast. Um, that's a big one. You know, uh, I would not have been able to start this podcast with my current schedule the way that we did. Um, and now that it's kind of the ball's rolling on it, it's easier to manage in terms of like editing and all this stuff. Um, but I wouldn't, I would not have been able to figure that out in the middle of my busy season, you know, like, like we would have, like I would have been last year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not all bad, but it's certainly not all good. Yeah, I can totally agree on that. Yeah, um, I guess we we benefited from your lack of work on that end by putting <laughs> you to work on this end. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, That's true. But so did you think, um, you know, I'm sure you did, but at any point did you go, man, what what if this is longer than we expect? And, and did you think about having to choose another career field, right? Like, okay, well, if I can't do the audio industry, what am I going to do at, you know, next? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was, there was a point in time, um, not, not long ago, actually, that I was thinking about hopping off the, the audio path and, um, and becoming an electrician. Um, because like, like a commercial residential. Yeah. Uh, either, okay. either way. Um, Better benefits, uh, benefits period, really. Um, uh, it, there's a union involved. It's, and from what I understand, the electrician's union's pretty, pretty rad. Um, I know people in the industry. It's, it would be a pretty natural progression, I feel, because I already deal with a lot of big power. And, and so I'm already kind of, you know, thinking like that anyways. Um, I would say I was probably at one point, um, I was like a couple of days from like pulling the trigger on that of like, let's go try to find an apprenticeship or let's try to go to a training school or something like that. But, but my reasoning for not is I know that I would have enjoyed the money too much and I don't know if I would have came back to doing the audio thing. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the audio thing, but I would oh, stable pay, stable hours, stable yeah. benefits. I mean, that's, that's a big benefits, one. Yeah. Um, Cause also another total sidetrack. I lost my uh, medical benefits in the pandemic cause I turned 26. So I was not on my, uh, on my parents' insurance anymore. Um, oh, man. Oh, I had, man. I had two grand worth of dental work that was supposed to be getting done. Cause I have bad teeth. It's a, it's a long story. Um, and like the week I was supposed to go in and get some shit done, 
everything shut down. And then by the time everything opened back up, they called me and they're like, hey, we're open now. We can reschedule your appointment. And I was like, well, you can't. <laughs> so um, I'll figure it out later. Um, so yeah, the benefits would have really kept me there. Um, yeah. Yeah. The benefit benefits are everything. A lot of we, I think we've touched on this in other episodes, but you know, pay is great and try to get as much of it as you can, but absolutely benefits, benefits are everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, cause you had to pay for all medical, dental, eye, whatever out of pocket. We'd all be, we'd oh, all yeah. be pretty broke pretty quick. Very. Especially, especially those of us who have kids with jacked up eyes and teeth. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, and another side of it, maybe why you wouldn't have come back is, is how I, and this is how I think about things. I'm like, okay, the, the stability side of it. And then what if this happens again? For sure. Uh, I, that has definitely, especially recently with the new variant going around, uh, has definitely been in my head. Um, it's, it is something that I definitely think about. I hope that it doesn't happen, obviously, but um i have i have plans for other things i mean you can make good money doing like postmates and uber eats and all that stuff uh that's probably what i would fall back on um in a temporary situation and then if it became a longer term thing then you know maybe maybe i do follow that electrician path but Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh go ahead have you thought about maybe working an apprenticeship or getting your licensing in tandem with audio now. So if it, if, and when this does happen again, you're kind of already sort of established and you can, it's, it'll just be easier to get, get to work right away. For sure. I, I have thought about that. The, the issue is, is the number of hours you have to put in as, as an electrician to, to get through your apprenticeship and, and go on to your journeyman's and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's not a small amount of hours. I mean, you're talking, um, you're talking like, a couple, a couple of years essentially. Yeah. I know in um, Ohio it's, um, I think, um, two year, two year apprenticeship. Minimum. Yeah. So it's, especially with how busy I am on the audio side of things, if it does come back in the middle of that, like, by the time I try to come back to audio, you know, if I were to do the apprenticeship thing, then I'm that much further behind. And, you know, I'm already off of everybody's call list at that point, you know, that yeah, I've, well, that yeah, I've because you're like, well, hey, my- I've started the apprenticeship. <laughs> I can't stop in the middle of the apprenticeship. I got to finish it out. And then, yeah. like you said, it's been two years of you not doing audio. So like most industries, you've, you've been forgotten since then. Well, and, and being a, being a, a subcontractor for a lot of these companies, you're you're just off their call list. I mean, that's in and it it takes a lot of work to get onto their call list, and so it's it's something that I've worked very hard to do, and that's why I'm I'm not jumping at the opportunity to try to go do those things, is because I have worked extremely hard to get to where I'm at, and and to be, you know, I, I've got a lot to learn. But I, you're but running I'm, the, but you're, you're essentially leading the, the show set up and tear down, right? For some of them. Yeah. Uh, for some of these other companies, I'm also, you know, um, the ones that I'm just starting out for, they're still testing the waters to make sure I'm not, you know, faking it, um, which I'm not, uh, and they're realizing that, um, so they're starting to trust me more and more and more. But, um, you know, if I were to, you know, 
if everything were to stop tomorrow and then I were to go get an apprenticeship and then it's two years later and I try to say, you know, come back and, and be like, hey, by the way, I'm available again. They're going to say, Jeff, who? Or, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like so, we've already trained up somebody else since then and they're running yeah. it for us. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, I want to I want to be the guy at the top of their call list. I don't want to be the guy at the bottom of the call list because they don't get called as often. Um, and some of these companies that I have, uh, that I'm starting to work for, do some really cool things and um, I want to do it with them, you know. Uh, I want to be one of the guys, so. Most um, definitely. Uh, that, nah, on the, on our end of things or in other industries that were impacted, but they didn't shut down completely. Mm -hmm. I know of some people, they kind of just, they put them on a, on a reserve list, say, or they put them on a, on a flex schedule where we'll call you when we need, we need work. And then they have like just this ready available set of people who come in day in and day out, or they alternate day in and day out. And whenever we actually do come into work, everything takes a whole lot longer just to get things rolling just because um uh, person a is not around or somebody's on, is working from home and they, we can't like bridge the gap fast enough for for the the task at hand to get accomplished at the time it needs to be uh some places like what mvp and i worked in they just consolidated responsibilities into a couple of people and but never it, explained those other jobs fully so every day was figuring it out from from scratch you know what i mean right from scratch right and, and and then you'd finally figure it out sorry to cut you off six and then you finally figure it out but you still had to get the person who was air quotes working from home you still had to send them the paperwork to get their electronic signature to be able to like say to issue out a part and i'm like well if if i need them so bad they should be here right. if i need them for every part that i have to get issued they should be here Instead of me emailing them and hoping that they're sitting at their computer and not out doing whatever the hell they want to be doing when they're supposed to be sitting at the computer working. Yeah. It was just, it was such a pain. Yeah. And then like, say like the commercial industries, right? Like say, uh, um, transportation, for instance, they all had to shut down or be at like 10% capacity to kind of limit, uh, the amount of people coming in, coming out. Um, like most airlines, I, I, uh, some of our listeners have shown pictures where they're just like dead. <laughs> like they walk into the hangar space and everything's just like empty, like, which is like something they haven't seen in like ever. I think mm -hmm. only like the 20, 20 plus more veterans have actually seen it being this dead before. Wow. And then, and then of course, like they had to let go some of their mechanics or some of their technicians or in, like in your case, they couldn't afford to keep them there. Mm -hmm. So, they're trying to find work for those that have remained. And it's like, well, like you're here, you're, you, you made it, or you're, you're part of the people we can actually keep around, but there's not a whole lot of work for you to do. <laughs> and like in MVP and I's case, like we were, we were there going in day in and day out doing eight hours, 12 hours, however many hours shifts like we normally would. But all the work we actually did do was kind of like just to fill space. Really. Right. Uh, why are we here again? I mean, I appreciate the fact that I am here and I'm getting paid for it, but right. why are we here? Yeah, I I can understand that. Um, 
so you guys probably remember this because I was bitching a lot about it to you. Um, but at one point, the company that I work for was doing these outdoor uh, casino things for these corporate casinos. And like we were doing HVAC. Like, I'm not an HVAC person. Like, <laughs> but like we were having to do jobs that like weren't part of what we do, you know? Um, and so like it was working when you can and, and doing what you can, but yeah, for the most part it was, uh, it was uh feast or famine. And most times it was famine. Right. Know? And like, like, Hey, we need someone to do this. Like, cool. Don't know how to do that. It's like, well, here's the book, figure it out. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, what's, but, what's happening right now? Right, but they yell at you like you 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 should have be savvy enough to figure it out. Like, I I do I, I have no idea what the hell I'm looking at right now. Exactly. Yeah, why don't you understand how to do every job from yeah. every person on the airfield? Yeah. I mean, if you give me some time, I can figure it out. But you only give me ten minutes. You know. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm learning as I go. Like give me give me some time. Right. Like, so let's let's figure this timeline out together, friend, while we're still at minimal capacity. Yeah, yeah. And then like in the aviation side of things, right, they still kept everything to a really tight schedule, but with lesser manpower. It's like, no, we still have to meet all these deadlines. I'm like, we have a th- we have a third of what we typically have. You know? Yeah. But I was like, and and like six alluded to uh, the shipping lanes have slowed down. You know, getting parts to and from and equipment to and from and uh, oh, okay, and we only have one piece of test equipment. And it's got to be used at two different sites and two different states, and it just like well, you guys are falling behind schedule, and it's your fault, you know. And it's like it's not my fault. We're doing everything we can. You you, you still kept the tight tolerances without without full capacity personnel to to be able to take care of you know. And then people, some people got sick otherwise even even if they were supposed to be at work they got sick otherwise they um moved on and found another job they did i don't know you you name it but uh it's just it, it was it was tough there for a long time and still is and then even in uh the current place where i work um they they do this thing where it's called close contact so if one guy calls out ill okay he's got to go and get tested right away and if he pops bottom okay who are who are y'all working close in contacts with and we, I've I've come in one day, and then thirty minutes later, I go out into the hangar, and there's nobody. I'm like, Jesus, where the is everybody at? This place isn't that big. They can't all hide from me. And uh, I go and talk to you know other other management or whatever else, and they oh well, so and so, they don't give you a name, but they say oh one of the one of the persons from X department popped positive and took everybody out with them. I'm like, so who do we have here? Uh, we have two guys left. Jesus, how 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 are we supposed to maintain? The current current ops pace if i had two guys when i had 30 this morning you know i don't know totally right. no i completely understand that um because you're right a lot of people left the industries uh, a lot of people um are choosing to not come back to work and and that i'm i'm not as big of a fan of uh but i i, I get it it works for some people's like living situations or their childcare situations like that's insane um everybody's got their own reasons i'm not not really one to judge on that but um there's a lot of people that that have left the industry or or moved out of the state or 
you know, what have you. Um, and so when, for, for my industry, when shows start coming back, well, and right now they're coming back like crazy through the summer and there's not enough text to work. Yep. Which I'm yes. right, right now I'm reaping some of the benefits of that. I mean, the company that I, that I work for raised my rate $10 an hour, um, which is great. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, and then the other companies that I'm work for that I'm working for are paying similar rates, except for the other companies that I work for pay time and a half after ten hours. And most of my days are more than ten hours, so it's it's pretty great that part of it. Um, but I think it forced some industries to really realize, like, okay, we have to pay these people more um, to get them to to you know want to be back here. Um, right. which is good. I, I think that's a, that's a good step, but, uh, I don't, I don't think everybody's figured it out. I don't think anybody's figured it out. No, like they figured out that, okay, we do have some workhorses and they are worth paying more, but there's also some that they realize that, man, we, we're not really missing a beat with them here or not. Like we realized that they weren't doing too much. And so a lot of companies have figured out, man, we had a lot of overhead, that we didn't need. And so they're figuring they found that, okay, we can have a lot of people work from home and cut that overhead out of it. So we don't need this 10,000 square foot workspace anymore. We need just 3000 foot for the warehouse. And then for, um, two personnel to work it, right. We, all the other people who are doing computer work, whatever, they can do that stuff, uh, from the comfort of their own home. Yeah. Like you said, there are some people that were just kind of dead weight. And so I think, Companies realize, man, we kind of really don't need this person around. We've we've had other people pick up the slack, and we haven't missed a beat. So yeah. what were they really doing before? Well, and the people Obviously that are picking nothing. up that, and the people that are picking up that slack should be compensated for that. Um, Correct. Now, in some places, most places aren't doing that. They're going cool. We do, they just figured out a way to do their job while doing their own job, and if we can get away with them doing that and not asking for additional pay, thumbs up to us. And then, but of course, a lot of people are like, Hey, can you, can you throw a few extra dollars my way? And then the company goes, well, because of COVID and everything else, we can't, one of the funds right now, we're kind of hurting, be a, be a company, company person, you know, take one for the team. And a lot of people are like, mm, okay. And then they go and find another job, which I'm <laughs> right. sorry is if you have the same working capacity that you did during the, like before the pandemic and less staff, I'm sorry, you are full of shit. <laughs> like and and, and honestly yeah. that's kind of like how it's been gearing up once yeah. they started to go, shift from neutral into first second third gear where it was kind of like the signal where the the personnel stayed the same but then we start ramping up on our operations tempo like uh example was like the airline industry they had they had to cut away some of their technicians or their workers and then they say, okay, we can we can fly at twenty five percent capacity, or we can fly to these places now. So same same aircraft that's been servicing during the pandemic. Now they want them to do more, or bring some other planes out of the hangar to uh, accommodate the flights. But they haven't brought back or hired new um, technicians to help fix the planes. So you got the same amount of people. Like now they're just doing double shifts or longer shifts just to get things rolling. And in MVP and I's case, uh, we went, it kept uh, pushing more flights to happen 
but it's still the same three, five people who are there. So we're out there turning wrenches with the mechanics or we're out there towing airplanes with the mechanics. And, but I still got all these different responsibilities that I got, we had to do as the overseer of all the events. So like, how do you expect all this to happen when we have finite personnel, we have minimal, like 10% capacity personnel, but you want to operate closer to 80% of how we were pre-pandemic? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So, hey, you're, you're expected to go out there and help all these guys do these things um, because we're shorthanded, but nobody's coming and helping us with our things, right? So we still have all these reports and stuff we got to kick, kick out every day and multiple sites to oversee, but we're also getting called, hey, we need your help to do this, and we need your help to move that, and we need this, we need that. So, you know, I mean, we worked, I mean, there was a lot of days, we worked 15-hour days, you know, to get it done, but but there was a lot of days where I punched out at hour 11 and was there till 15, too, because the ass chewing for that was a lot less than not getting the actual work done right. for the next day. Um, and so there's a lot of lot of free hours given right and a lot of people are like you're stupid you, I, I wouldn't have done that and i'm like yeah but sort of pandemic land need a job too when a lot of people don't have a job right it's true so i i think i think in another side of it the darker side i think a lot of companies took advantage of those situations as well i do think a lot of companies did um based on stories i've heard from you guys but also the stories that i've heard from others and 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 that's a real shame um i think it, i think one good thing if if yeah, one good thing to come out of the pandemic is I think people were kind of forced to value their time off. Um, I know me personally, yeah. I I have said no to certain gigs because I'm like, well, I'm booked before and after this show. Maybe I'll just say no to one show. Like, <laughs> uh, I think I could use a day off, you know, after this three, this three week run where before I would just work through it, you know? Um, yeah. Just powerhouse. It, I'll sleep on them dead type mentality. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, kind of, kind of done doing that, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree with you on that because, uh, there was a time this past winter when, um, I was kind of in limbo started a new job, but waiting on clearances and stuff to come through and whatever else. And so uh, at that time, they had me just working from home, doing training on a computer home because there wasn't much else I could do, which is which is fine. But it, it I learned that it was man, I was like, this is really nice. Like, mm -hmm. I kind of I kind of enjoy being here. And so I, I get where some people are like, I, I don't really want to come back to work. Like I've been doing my job from home. I'd like to continue doing my job. from I'm saving uh, money on babysitting. I'm sa saving money on, you know, uh, gas. Wasn't, wasn't spending money on fuel because uh, fuel here in California is very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, all these little things here and there. And I was just like, it was nice that I didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn every day to get dressed, get in the car and drive an hour to work. It was, I could sleep, I could get a, you know, sleep in a little bit more, get up log right in and I'm good to go. And so, like you said, you really learn to value your time away from work. Um, another good thing that sort of came out of this for a lot of people was they realized that they didn't actually like the job that they had been doing for 10 years or more. Mm -hmm. yes. They had, it was like a rec, it was like a reconciliation where they just woke up one day and went, I hate my job. I hate everything about it. Yep. Like, like why have I been doing it? The pay, the pay is 
you know, okay, the pay is okay. Maybe the benefits are, are semi good, but my happiness is shot. Yeah. You know, I, I can say that I, I had one of those revelations during the pandemic myself. Uh, and, uh, that will leave it at that. And, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be working, uh, for as many companies as I'm working for. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I liked think. how you brought that up too, MVP about like, uh, um, uh, you, you get so used to, uh, working a certain way and then you just, and then it takes a significant event to be like, why am I here? <laughs> why am I doing this? Right. And and I think, uh, it forced a lot of people to really like, like you all were saying, like reconcile and really take a look because sometimes they, they had this notion in their head that, oh, there's not there. This is the peak. This is all I'm going to find, or this is the best I'm yeah, going to get. This is the pinnacle of my career type thing. Right. And in some of the areas we were at, that really what that really was the mindset for a lot of people. Like, there's nothing gonna be better than this. My benefits are decent. My pay is decent. And yeah, what am I really complaining about? But then, and you so then that gets you through a day or two, and then, but then you just start looking out the window, and you're like, I don't, I don't really care about this. I don't care if this succeeds or not. You know, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's not a mentality you want to have. It's right? not even. Yeah. It's, it's not even questioning if the grass is greener on the other side. It's it's a question of do they even water their grass? <laughs> do they at least yeah, water does, their? Does grass? anybody have working sprinklers? You know what I mean. Do that's they have a, what you're looking do they, for? Do they have a spigot on the side of their house? Like <laughs> yeah, with a slow leak, like uh, anything. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, yeah. So so you start looking at it from from that aspect, and you say, well, maybe it's time to make a change. But again, it's pandemic time. You're like, uh, I don't know if it's the right time to make a change, just because. Just, just because of the nature of the world right now, and and then, but then again, back to the companies taking taking advantage. You start bringing up things to your boss to say, hey, you know, could we make improvements here and this and that, and we we'd really like to do this, and how about some pay pay increase, and we're taking on all these extra responsibilities, and the response you get is, well, you should just be thankful you have a job. Yes. And so at, for a while, you go, yeah, I'm being ungrateful. I should just th be thankful I have a job. But then after you hear that so many times, you go. No, you should be thankful you have employees. And in fact, now you're going to have one less because I'm voting with my feet, you know? <laughs> For sure. No, and and I, th I, think, I think that this has empowered some to be able to be like, mm, no, I'm actually a valuable asset. So maybe I should, you know, use that and say, cool, if you don't want me, somebody else is going to, you know? Um, right, and that's, and that's a good point. Uh, for our listeners out there, know your worth. Hundred percent, know your worth. Yep. So, and then now we're we're in this stage right now with the way the industries are rolling is we're starting to turn things back on, and I don't know how it was like for other industries, but when they started saying, "Okay, we're starting, we're going to bring back all the work from home individuals back into the fold." And that was a, that was a point of friction for a lot of us because we got used to being so, um, to capable, operating without them. Right. Or, or having this much space in, in the, in the work areas. So then when they started to pour them back in, like we're having to refigure everything out, we had to turn back on nerves that, that weren't firing. So that much time ago, and then just for, and then the individuals coming back, 
uh, from where they had to relearn how to do their job at the workplace. So, yeah, trying to reintegrate themselves into having to put on pants every day, you know, <laughs> for real. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. That, I mean, I'm sure it was kind of uh, it was kind of a like a atrophy moment for you too, Shoreline, because it's been a while since you've touched the gear and done the shows. So when you actually like got into the mix, like, okay, like you got to like, not saying you, you missed a beat, but I'm like, you have to like kind of re re-rehearse how to do things again in your head. Yeah, totally. Um, here's, here's the trip. So I did struggle at like the first few days of like going from not having any work to all of a sudden I'm working three or four 16 plus hour days in a row. And then it's like, fuck, how did I, how did I used to, I used to do this all the time. Like this was every day of every week, you know, for, for the last five years. Like, how did I do this before? And then it's just kind of like getting back into the swing of things, uh, touching certain gear. I mean, luckily the console that I like the soundboard that I use, uh, most often, uh, I have a smaller version of the same console at home. So that part I was fine with, but then like I go out to these, um, the, the concert series I'm doing out in Eastern Washington, it's, uh, they have these huge boards that I have never been on in my life. And I think it was the first show, first show. It's like, Oh, by the way, they don't have, they don't have a front of house guy. So here you go. You're mixing the show. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does these buttons do? <laughs> oh my God. And like, not only was it, you know, it's been a while, but it's also the biggest PA I've ever been on. It's the biggest console. I, I mean, the most, uh, the most advanced console that I've ever been on. And I haven't done it for a year and a half. So like, it was kind of one of those, well, throw it to the, you know, get thrown into the fire and, and either, either do well or you don't. And it was fine. So like freaking just like rev the engine and dump the clutch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like the best show ever, but like it was a comedian. It was fine. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, it was, it, it's, it's strange, man. Uh, it's kind of like riding a bike, but the bike, moves at a thousand miles an hour you know um <laughs> yeah it's riding so a like, bicycle that's got a turbocharger underneath of it exactly so it's like well you better get back on it real quick <laughs> right so um yeah it's been it's been a it's been a good run um so far so and so far i'm booked through september which is great uh we'll see if that lasts knock on wood um yeah, we hope we hope it does last. Um, like you, like we mentioned here a couple of times in the episode, this whole new variant and se- things seem to be relapsing a little bit. Who knows what's going to happen next, right? Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully, we've all come out a little smarter. And I say we, the government, the the collective we, the collective, the collective we, we. <laughs> come out a little smarter. At least we can keep everybody working this go around, right? Yeah, or or I feel if we've learned anything from the previous go you know like we didn't just like take the punches and just kind of sat there in, in the ropes you know? yeah um i i i just i just hope everybody's not out there licking each other and we can uh try to avoid a shutdown 
<laughs> that's yeah. that is my hope. It, Don't go out there and lick each other in public, yeah. please. Like, it, it wasn't straight into each other's assholes. Yeah. It wasn't fun the first time. Let's let's not go for round two. <laughs> then they really figure out how to hit us. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> uh, for all the other industries out there, I'm sure you guys are getting an influx of new people too, right? That either have yet to have have not touched that industry in a long time, or they've never done it. So there's going to be a huge learning curve on that point as well, which is going to be some kind of, it's going to be a quite a, a bit of work before they get fully integrated to the mix. So just keep up with the patience and just realize like, it's not going to operate how you guys did during the pandemic. Yeah. And, and I encourage everybody who has remained working during this time uh, to be patient with those that haven't and, you don't know what their situation was like. You don't know if that was a choice for their own or not. And uh, treat it as if it wasn't. Uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. And if they're there to learn and they're there to work, then teach them and and try to try to welcome them in. And and because all that's going to do is make your life easier. Most yeah. definitely. Most definitely. Uh, final thoughts, anybody. No, none really. Hope hope everybody's staying safe and uh, staying healthy and is staying working, or is has positive prospects on on work. Hope everybody's out there. Uh, maybe catch a show if you can. If you if you do, tip your bartenders well. Tip your if you see a street musician, pay that dollar. Do whatever. I mean, uh, it's been a tough year for for everybody, but it's been especially hard in the entertainment industry, uh, having, having nothing. Um, so be kind. In the words of uh, one of our favorite podcasters is just be a decent freaking human. Yep. Exactly. Be a decent (laughs) human being. Yep. Yep. Um, On that note. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys. Bye everyone. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Freshour, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.